Ollie, thank you for joining me. I was wondering if you could give us a a catch up, if you like, on Reading's season so far and kind of how your club have been getting on since we last met you in the Premier League. Premier League. Been well. I mean, this. I think starting with this season, it's been less than impressive, really. I think um, we are currently only outside the relegation zone on goal difference. Um, after a pretty poor start to the campaign, I think we've only won. Uh, Stricken at the table now, just to remind me, four games. Yeah, only four wins this season. It's it's really been quite poor. I think Paul Clement um, is sort of sort of hanging by a thread a little bit um, on his job. But he only replaced Yap Stam actually. Um, in to, to the last few seasons as a whole. Um, Paul Clement replaced Yap Stam um, back in March um, after, I think it was one win 18 for Yap Stam, which was sort of quite a change from the previous year where we'd, where we'd reached um, the playoff final. Obviously, we only one or two penalty kicks away um, from the Premier League against Huddersfield Town. But, but that season really, um, in 2016-17, to 17, was sort of the anomaly um, since our relegation from the top flight. Obviously, when, when we last met you in 2012 to 13, we obviously went down that season, and and since then, I think that that that, that first season back in the championship, um, we finished seventh, losing out in the playoffs on the final day. Um, I think we we had a pitch invasion, and we 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 thought we'd reached the playoffs, and then it turns out that Brighton had scored a late goal against Nottingham Forest um, that season to knock us out of the top six, so sort sort of in a dying seconds, and from then on, really, it's sort of been a, a downward spiral. And um, I think we finished 19th the following season, 17th the season after. Um, as I mentioned, there, then came that season where we finished third and reached the playoff final. Um, but then last year, we, we only stayed up on the final day, finishing 20th, um, a nil-nil draw um, against Cardiff, keeping us in the division. And it's not, um, as I say, got much better so far. So uh, certainly since we last um, played you sort of five or six years ago, it's not been the happiest of times um, for Reading, I don't think. Mm. What has uh, kind of caused your problems over the last two seasons? And like you say, going from a a playoff final shootout to uh, well, you're your twentieth this season, and you were twentieth last season. So, uh, what's happened? Is it maybe resources, or is it uh, the manager? What what's what's going on that's kind of caused that that slump? Well, that that summer after the playoff final, and um, we sort of lost three key players from that season. Um, Ali Al Habsi um, left to join a club in Saudi Arabia uh, to, be, to be close to his family. Obviously, born um, in Oman, I think a lot of his family um, over in the Middle East. So I think he was he wanted to move back, and he's now playing for a club um, in Saudi Arabia. Danny Williams also left quite sort of heartbreakingly. He he, he joined Huddersfield um, on a free transfer in the summer to sort of join in the club that beat us in that final, which was a little bit tough to take. Um, and then Jan Kermigan, who, who didn't leave the club, but he had um, quite a serious injury that summer. Um, and had uh, his hip and groin surgery um, that sort of ruled him out um, until sort of uh, November time of last season. And, and, and he was sort of, I think he was 34, 35 anyway. So, you know, and, and that previous season, you know, when, when we got to Wembley, um, Al Habsi won us a lot of games um, sort of with the saves that he made. Um, Danny Williams was, was a real driving force in the midfield. And Kermigan, I think, um, had his best ever um, season in front of goal, um, even at the age of sort of 33, 34, he got 18 or 19 goals in the championship. And then with, without those three players last season, it, it started to go a little bit wrong. And I think, you know, that that you can't really blame it just on that. I think there's still a lot of quality in that squad. Liam Moore, um, who, who signed from Leicester um, the summer before the playoff final, he played very well in that season. And 
continued to do so um, last year and was subject to interest from Brighton um, in the summer following that. So there was still quality in that squad. But I think we, we, we suffered a bit of a playoff hangover, I think, really, um, at the start of last season. We struggled to get back going again. And, and from that, really, it's, it, it's been a, it's been a bit of a you know stuck in a stuck in a rut really. Um, we we can't. I think th- this team is is very much a confidence team. Um, you know we've I think we haven't come from behind um, to win a game um, since April 2017. So th- this team very much you know sort of thrives on confidence and their heads potentially go down after conceding a goal. And it's very similar with losing games. So once they got on a on a on a run of you know. Um, losing games or just picking up draws in games, they they can't really seem to find the motivation to, to pick themselves up for the next game. And part of that probably is to do with the manager, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Yapstam. You know, he, he was obviously fine when when um, it was going well um, in 2016-17, but and, and he he played sort of the the Dutch possession um, expansive sort of football, and that was very much sort of a, a new thing to the Championship that year. But I think that you know last season teams sort of became more accustomed to it and sort of knew how to deal with it so he couldn't and and he sort of struggled to find a plan b and in many ways and that that was probably his undoing paul clement again i think i think paul clement is a a good enough manager but whether he's sort of a a man motivator that i think these players need right now to sort of give them a bit of confidence to give them that boost because right now we haven't we we struggled to sort of win two games in a row just because the confidence is so low um, in this side. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know where you'd place yourself in the Paul Clement out or Paul Clement in uh, spectrum or uh, if that's even a debate that's been going on. But uh, are you are you kind of getting the impression that he joins those lists of managers who great number two, but potentially not the, the main man? I think I think that probably is sort of the the large feeling around Paul Clement. Yeah, there there has been a bit of debate really um, around Clement's future. Obviously, it's not as I mentioned, it's not been the best start to the season, and even even towards the back end of last year, I think he he won two out of his first three games um, after coming in, but but then didn't win again um, until the end um, uh, for the rest of um, last season. So he's he's only won six games in the league um, in sort of eight months or so in charge, and I I think. If you asked me that question probably this time last month, I, I would have said that his time was probably up. I think a lot of people, myself included, have sort of been saying that he, he certainly isn't the only problem um, at Reading, but he, he isn't really the solution right now either. I mean, he's he, he's very open and very honest um, in his pre and press match um, interviews and sort of admits where he might have got it wrong or admits where the problems in the teams are. But at the same time, he doesn't really seem to know sort of how to... Um, solve those problems um, in many ways, but um, you know these these last two games we've had over the past week, um, a nil-nil draw at Wigan on Saturday, and then a one-nil defeat um, to Leeds on Tuesday, which we only lost after uh, we missed a last-minute penalty that was saved by um, the Leeds goalkeeper. But I think a lot of fans, actually, from these two performances, have, have sort of taken a bit of confidence um, from from the two games. You know, the the results might not have come, but the performances actually seem to have potentially picked up. Um, he started playing a couple of the academy boys. Um, Andy Renamota um, made his debut at the start of November. Um, an 18-year-old Danny Loder um, got his first start against Leeds. I mean, that seems to have sort of enthused um, the fan base slightly. So I, I think his job is still quite unsafe. Obviously, you know, no club wants to be in the position that we're in at the moment. But I think I, I can probably see him 
um, having the January transfer window at least. I think. Mm. Uh, what What did you made What did you make? Sorry, of your transfer window uh, in the summer? Because you seem on paper to have brought in uh, a load of championship campaigners, if you like. Obviously, you've got John O'Shea in there, and names like David Mailer and Sam Baldick as well strike me as kind of looking to experience to kind of. Uh, guide you out of trouble what have you made of uh, your new signings this season yeah I mean I, th- I think at the time uh, you know we, a, a lot of those came in on free David Myler came in on the free um, as did John O'Shea and Andy Yeards on I mean, and those were I think you know uh, a few of our first signings of the summer and you know on the surface of it they, they all seemed quite good um, experienced championship players all three of them um, had, had been captains at either former clubs or at um, national level so but then at the same time, yes, they've got that leadership and that experience, but whether they've actually got the quality or not is is a different matter. And I think, to be fair, John O'Shea surprised a lot of people. Um, I think he's 37 or 38 now. I don't think anyone really expected him to do much this season, but he always, he's always done quite well um, whenever he's come in. Um, David Myler actually um, hasn't actually played um, since the end of August slash the start of September. Um, I think it was September the 1st against Sheffield Wednesday, his last game. Um, he, he had a bit of an injury um, for a couple of weeks, but he's been back fit for probably a month or so now um, and hasn't even been making the matchday squad, which is a little bit confusing. But I think that that was sort of another um, complaint, a little bit of Reading fans, that our recruitment perhaps hasn't been good enough. And, you know, we've, we've been signing perhaps more squad players um, than we have players that will actually improve um, the starting eleven. to be honest. Okay, so looking ahead to the game on Saturday, then uh, we've come, we're coming to town. We haven't had, uh, by our own admission, the start of the season we would have liked. So, uh, is is that uh, an opportunity for Reading to kind of uh, make their mark against a, a team that was fancy at the start of the season? And how confident are Reading fans going into this game? I think. We, we probably see this game as more of an opportunity than we, we would have done perhaps at the start of the season. I think, uh, as many Championship fans did, and, and I did certainly, expected Stoke to be right up there at the start of the season. It's obviously not panned out that way quite yet, but I think we've we've got a very tough run of games coming up um, in the, over sort of the, the December and the Christmas period. We've got Sheffield United um, uh, the weekend after, Met, uh, after this one. Then it's Rotherham away, which is a tough game. And then uh, we've got Millsborough um, just before Christmas as well, so it's a it's a, it's a tough set of fixtures, and I think especially after um, you know not picking up a win um, in these last two games, I think um, uh, up north against uh, Leeds and against Wigan, I think some fans are probably now expecting that th- this Stoke game is is perhaps the most winnable um, of these these next one of tough fixtures. Whether that means we're confident or not, I think it's a different matter. I think obviously uh, you've got a very very good win. Um, against Derby last night, and just probably changed sort of uh, you know expectations for this game potentially. But I think you know you you look at the players in your squad, and there's there's a lot of talented players in there. And I think certainly players that I associate you know with um, playing in the Premier League, a lot of them likes of Jack Butland and um, Benek Fove and and, and Tomins and Joe Allen. So I think how much I think you are probably you are probably the favourites going into this one, but. Um, as I say, I think we, from our end, you know, with a with a tough run of games coming up, this is probably the one where we've got to be looking at it um, and, and try and get a win. OK, then. Uh, finally, then, Ollie, can I have a prediction from you? Uh, I think I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I mean, I think 
I'll, I'll sit on the fence slightly. I mean, I was quite impressed with our um, sort of performances, as, as I mentioned, um, in the last two games, but also very impressed with the result you got last night against um, Derby. So I, I'll, I'll probably say a 1-1 draw, um, more in hope than expectation, but yeah, I think we'll go for a, a draw. OK, Ollie, thank you very much.